0: Eventually. It's not going live.
1: What the fuck? My, yeah, my go live button says go live. Let me push it.
0: Mine's churning and not doing anything.
1: Okay. You want me to try it?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Right. Is yours churning? What the fuck? Are you serious? Yeah, it's churning. God damn it. Are they going to be down today? How about you? You and I are communicating. Yeah. What the fuck? Having trouble connecting. Please check your internet connection. Well, it can't be both of us simultaneously having internet connection problems. I'm going to leave and come back in and see if it's me. I don't think it is,
1: but we'll Yeah, I don't see any incidents reported on StreamYard either. Ah, so um, Brad was trying to take us live, and so he's he's coming back in a second. Uh, we thought it was his end, so maybe it was his end. Oh, it's it going, worked. buddy. Uh, We're good. In.
0: Good. Where uh, Sean just sent us a comment that he's live on YouTube in sunny Dublin. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I I sent him the. Let me make sure he has the link. I will send it to him to make sure. But all right, um, let's uh, run through a couple of quick things though while we're uh, while we're uh, waiting uh, waiting because I told him twelve fifteen, so it's right. all good. Uh, and yep. I got a couple of juicy things. So <laughs> this was my favorite yesterday. <laughs> Turns out Gensler, who eventually it was Gensler who eventually promoted an unregistered <laughs> security, Emacs spikes one hundred and twenty six percent following is i do love that kind of publicity stunt, stunt.
1: i think it's hysterical i love those tongue-in-cheek kind of things like oh yeah you're gonna do this well look what you did oh sean was just telling
0: us that the stream is working cool. Oh, cool he's in the waiting room we'll get sean we'll be there shortly buddy we're gonna run through a couple of things real quick um yeah this is fucking <laughs> yeah that's cute
1: I, I thought that was a great article
0: and there was a great fortune piece um just slamming gensler for whoring up to try to become treasury secretary when yellen leaves oh that's right i forgot about that Yeah. yeah so uh but evidently warren hates him so he's basically the source is telling him that gensler is doing all this high profile smarmy shit that he's doing with uh kardashian and everything else to try to position himself for the position but um uh, that Warren doesn't like him, so he probably doesn't have a chance in hell. Uh, but the opinion on this piece by uh, Jeff John Roberts was this. The issue is that his decision to priori- prioritize media antics and his own ego is actively hurting investors in the country. And he went into, you know, crypto and blockchain are here to stay. He talks about his um, regulation by enforcement, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So.
1: Well, you know, it's like there's a certain type of person that becomes an investment banker, okay? Yeah it's usually someone who feels like society's aggrieved them in some way and they got to get rich or there's something going on. And when you see him, he just seems to be so vulnerable in that wanting attention part. Oh my
0: God. He's desperate.
1: And, and then, you know, I'm no psychologist or anything, but it just, he's, he's not really the face that we want.
0: No. You know,
1: I think there's another face that would kind of optics wise look better than his. <laughs> and I'm not attacking him personally. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, you know, maybe a gal, maybe a maybe a little olive skin or something, maybe a little <laughs> friendlier. I don't know, but that's just me. I mean, I, I I just it's like he's kind of the gatekeeper, keeping all the crypto people away from the the fun stuff. And it's like you know, like the principal at the school or something. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he doesn't. It's not bonding the right way. It's not messaging the right way. To yeah. my satisfaction, I'm not faulting him. I'm just saying he is oh, what he I is. Am. But I'm no. I mean, <laughs> it's the nature of the. Beef, so to speak. He is what he is. But yep. you know, showboating for the the face all the time. I just don't get that from a bureaucrat. Fair and
0: greed's up to twenty five, so five points since yesterday. Um, Niblets, our man Niblets posted in our Reddit an awesome piece on how countries can make use of blockchain and smart contracts and DeFi to bring fairness to the tax system, to um, be able to stream automatically tax payments. And to provide yield to users to citizens who stake their tokens their their currency and don't go spending it right and being able to control inflation I I want to tell everybody to please uh, go read Niblis piece and comment on it it's it's a really really good piece and open will open your um, mind to a few things. Uh, I, saw, I, heard a, I was listening to a podcast last night driving my daughter around, and it was talking about DeFi leaders that are quitting uh, because of the down market. Um, and so I tweeted, uh, they weren't leaders, they weren't in this for the mission of DeFi, and they weren't even smart or driven enough to learn from history that down markets are when giants are built bye uh and then it inspired me to do a thread and i want everyone to please contribute to it if you could of some of a few of my favorite leaders in DeFi. so i did this oh, long yeah. thread um with some of the reasons i like some of these folks and why i think they're important to the space so i encourage everybody to go check it out and and provide your well they
1: all take off that important metric box which was appeared on mission d5 there
0: you go i mean really do, do you need
1: any other reason to support i mean them? Did it take, i saw, saw that right away oh the uh <laughs> good housekeeping seal of approval <laughs> not no nfa nfa nfa
0: the no mooch content. the mooch saying bitcoin did better than equities last month there will be a decoupling and i i'm i'm starting to feel like that's happening sooner than later I, I don't know. Yeah. I hope so.
1: There's definitely more impetus. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a transition. Obviously, I don't think decoupling happens instantly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, look, this guy's a cheerleader. I mean, in, in a good way. You know, he's a proponent. Yeah. Not Absolutely. cheerleader, but proponent. Um, he unfortunately got. I mean, I kind of like the nickname, the Mooch. But you know, it's like Mooch! Mooch. But still, you know, and in his White House stuff, you know, kind of. <laughs> I think got a little more than what he thought it was going to be maybe is the right words yeah. but he looks like a good. he looks smart you know yeah. smart enough anyhow yep um so elon did figured
0: out that there are some legal cases where his ego will not win the legal case so he backed down he's wimping out and he's going to uh try to go ahead with the deal with for twitter um but here's the the problem I have. He's planning on coming in and cleaning house. All the top executives, um, it's been clear in the text messages that were part of the case uh, in Discovery. And, you know, this this reporter at the time says that virtually every Twitter employee I've spoken to in the last six months has told me that he or she plans to leave if Musk takes over. Now, the, the current CEO says that there is a silent majority of folks who support what Musk wants to do with Twitter. But, Here's the problem. If you clean out all the intellectual capital at the top and critical devs leave, you're gonna have a fuck ton of a mess on your hands trying to run a technology business like Twitter and figure out where everything is, how the code functions, how it's, how it's managed, you know, everything else because something this massive, um, having a shredding of, of staff that understands how shit works it's going to be ugly. It's yeah. going to be really well, look, ugly.
1: He's not going to close the deal until every single person there has signed on to a new employment agreement. That's just standard operating procedure. And if they don't, well, then they are gone. Yeah. So well. they'll get severance. They'll get payouts. Whatever. I mean, but I do under. I do get your point. I mean, it seems to me now. If I'm, I don't know who responds to him from the Twitter side. Is it Dorsey or is, it, is there somebody else on the board that's engaged with him?
0: No, I mean. So I, now
1: I, yeah. I'd be saying, well, look, fuckhead. This cost us like three months of delay. We spent four hundred million on lawyers to answer all your spurious claims that defamed us in the public marketplace. No, now it's forty-eight. Yeah. That's what yeah, I, would
0: think. I, I I would jack it up. I would totally jack it at up at
1: this point. Yeah. yeah. Now you have got it. This is where you push. Forty eight, so,
0: legal fees, everything. Yeah, right. all of it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, My man, Andrew Yang, who I interviewed on Mission Mm -hmm. DeFi, is joining as an advisor a company called Pool Data for people that want to own and uh, control their data on chain um, and be able to sell it and monetize it, which is good news. You brought this up uh, on Twitter. Asset management giant Fidelity adds to crypto offerings with an Ethereum index fund.
1: It's not a lot. I mean, but it is accredited, 50,000 minimums. But it's interesting because it does both passive and direct ownership of ETH. So I was kind of thinking that's sounding a little bit like a spot ETF in a lot of ways to me. It has aspects of it. And then I saw another article from a month ago that was down in the tweet. And it was about um, just how many accounts are there, um, you know, what they're doing in other uh, coins and other digital asset, I guess, offerings. I think it has a Novogratz quote Mm -hmm. in there. Um, about what Fidelity's goals are, which is to basically be selling crypto to every single one of their, I think, 33 million account holders or something. Nice, nice. So it's, it's good for um you know uptake, uh, user adoption. So.
0: All right, let's get uh, let's get the man let's on. Do it.
1: Let's the do superstar, it. Superstar, the star Ooh. guest.
2: What's up, Sean? Absolutely, fuck all. How are you guys doing? <laughs> good
0: man. I, I wore my shirt for you today. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Perfect. Uh, perfect.
2: Uh, oh, man. So glad uh, you're here, buddy. Uh, don't worry. Don't watch that too many times, man. It won't last. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was good. That was very
2: good. <laughs> that was very good.
0: So, so Sean, uh, Sean I'm just started to stir it up a little bit on, uh, on, uh, um the material indicators chat today which i freaking loved um and told us told us his agenda for the day so i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna let him run with this because this sounds like a blast let me find uh, I,
2: I was a bit bored guys so let uh, me
0: find let me find this so he yeah, said look- he said he'll be on b05 cryptos and pathfinder 305's excellent DeFi lunch show today uh technically we are discuss due to discuss the wonders of lightning, liquid, and so on. Obviously, I will be throwing into the discussion the point of view that DeFi has done nothing novel at all in this space and that all core DeFi functions have existed in the BTC world since 2016, working constantly and insured. I will throw to also throw in a simple explanation of why ETH is a danger to the space and it will fail and then he's going to get into some market views for us
2: so I am I'm I'm ready buddy let's do it sounds fine. okay I mean first of all just on the the, the liquid and lightning thing I, I think that um it, it's <laughs> Shizzy how you doing bud <laughs> uh, don't worry you can block me on Twitter mate um, hey niblets
0: is bummed you're not at the pub buddy
2: I I like this is my Guinness glass. It's full of water for God's sake. Um, <laughs> but, but what, what can I do? Um, I, guess, I guess first of all, like Lightning has got a lot of criticism out on um, ST as I like to call it or Shitcoin Twitter um, over the years, um, but without really understanding what it is. So um, the the thing about Lightning that that I think people misunderstand is that the scale of the project is ridiculous. So. Um, Lightning isn't competing inside the crypto space. Lightning's objective is to compete with Visa, MasterCard, and so on. Yeah. Right. And it has to, which is obviously something that no native chain can do, um, particularly if it's actually decentralized. So um, Lightning is basically just a layer two protocol, has a theoretical limit of 40 million transactions a second. Um, but kind of probably a realistic um, uh, transaction rate, of, you know, in a couple of million a second, which puts it well ahead of, you know, in other words, everything in terms of a technical solution to micropayments, um, it's well positioned. Um, and where we got into this last week was, you know, h- how does it work and what is it? Effectively, it's what you'd call a sidechain. Um, or, or a layer on top of Bitcoin that, that effectively aggregates payments, um, takes them off, you know, effectively freezes them on chain um, and then um, uh, runs a, a very fast processing. And then at, at an appropriate time, it will commit them back to chain. So um, it, it's always, it's relying fundamentally on the security and immutability of, of the Bitcoin blockchain and, um, in doing anything like that, and this is what Ethereum is finding out, is that as you try to address transaction rate, you compromise decentralization and security, okay? So, sure. the, the, you know, a lot of people will criticize Bitcoin maxis like me, you know, who trade on centralized exchanges and, uh, and are and believe that Lightning is, is a serious contender outside of crypto. Um, going, oh, your decentralization. I got yeah. There, there is always going to be some level of compromise. Um, it works by users. Um, um, y- yeah, it, it's effectively it, it's as centralized as as Ethereum is. Yeah, um, which is highly centralized. Um, I have to get that one in. Okay, <laughs> we'll come back to that. <laughs> okay. um, not quite as centralized as Solana, but I let Ethereum itself. And crack that one out in the next cycle, um, so yeah, it, like to, to achieve that level of processing, you you simply can't decentralize. That's a complete pipe dream. If you can, um, it, but what do you un- mean? Wh- how do you mean that Lightning
0: is is centralized? In centralized, in terms of the num, so many of the the
2: the nodes because are- attempts have been made to make it as decentralized. So how Lightning actually works is people open up. People run nodes, okay, Um, um, which is the kind of back end, if you want, the layer above. Um, They fund those nodes and they open channels between themselves and other nodes. So if I go to make a Lightning payment, Lightning is trying to find channels between my wallet and the the person I'm doing a transaction with, okay? Um, But inherently, that means that you're going to get large... Um, nodes that operate more efficiently that will have more channels and hence you have this gravity towards centralization. Okay? Sure, it makes sense. Um, okay, So, you know, you, you could make an argue maybe it's not that centralized right now but, but the, the gravitational pull uh, which again would be my same criticism of Ethereum is that the more um, efficient the node runners the more they get used the more the, the, the transactions are them, And again... I don't per se have a problem with that. You know, you're, you're not going to be sending 100 Bitcoins via Lightning. Um, this right. is... That's for, not what it's for. No, it, this is a payments processing system that that has an advantage over traditional um, Visa MasterCard networks, um, significant advantage to the retailer, the person selling because of the fees, and to the consumer or, or the user of, of, of the Lightning wallet, um, it's it's just simple. It's it's like using Apple Pay. Yeah, it, it's actually in many ways it's faster. In behind it, people you know can criticize channels and all, but the user doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, right. It, it works. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and, and there are teething issues, and sometimes there's liquidity issues on chains. But but the point is that it's the only real contender out there. Um, that's actually operating. Um, that is actually designed for scale. That will make. That will allow. I'm going to use the word crypto payments in the real world seamlessly at a rate faster than Visa and Mastercard. Nice. Simple as that. And, and then nice. you've got people trying to build business on top of this. You know, Mallers and so on. Who, you, you know, Mallers is a is an interesting fellow. I know. Like you, you can take. He's a kid. He's a kid going yeah. out there. Yeah, he's young. Kids. And he's got all the fucking arrogance, hasn't been knocked out of him yet. But one day, life will do that to him, does it to all of us. <laughs> um, good wisdom, uh, good wisdom. You know, uh, whatever, you know, he's young, um, he's out there, he's doing it. And, you know, Wallet of Satoshi and all of these things happening. But the point is, it's actually happening. Yeah. And the reason that ST doesn't, in my opinion, like it or, and so on, is simply because they can't buy a token in it and try to print some money. Yeah, sure. It's just a fucking service, yeah? Yeah. So a yeah. really cool service. Um, will it ever see widespread adoption? I bet yes. Um, for those, now, one of the interesting, where, where we started this conversation last week was, you can run a lightning node on your computer at home, and you put up some liquidity via the node, and you can set up the channels and do all of this, and for that, you earn these micro fees, okay? Right. But let's be absolutely clear. Like, I mean, you're doing this effectively for free, because right. the, the, the fee generation is so um, tiny. Is so tiny at the moment. Obviously, as transaction fees go up, um, or sorry, as transaction volume goes up, if you can get a good channel and so on. Uh, and and again, that's why you will see, um, you, you're going to see it centralised. But that's okay. Yeah, this is for buying your coffee or your groceries at the store. You know, it's not for. Sending 10 Bitcoins, you know, uh, somewhere, that's what Bitcoin, the Bitcoin layer is doing. So it's a really cool development. It's one that's largely criticized and ignored. And and yet people just don't get what it's trying to do, uh, what it's achieving and and so on. And it's it's just damn cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, I think a day or two ago, it hit uh, 5,000 BTC capacity. Um, and Lightning Labs is actually going to
2: launch a stable. Is that hmm. yeah, correct? I, I was, I was gonna come back to this because go again, ahead.
1: Yeah.
2: part of path. my maybe just to hit on Liquid first as well, but because yeah, Liquid, yeah, go ahead. Liquid and Lightning are really not dissimilar. Um, and again, Liquid gets a lot of criticism from, from you know ST, which I'm gonna keep I'm I'm trademarking that uh, shitcoin Twitter, uh, because it's not understood what it is so um yep tarot tarot is really cool there's lots of cool stuff being built there but again largely ignored by by st because you can't buy a fucking token in it which is the way it should be by the way um but but what liquid is liquid is like the institutional version of lightning if i can put it on that so it's pro- primarily job is to move liquidity fast between um between institutional players um, which is mostly exchanges. So when exchanges are popping, are popping significant sums of Bitcoin around or other tokens, um, they're using liquid. Um, market makers use liquid um, all the time. And um, also it's used for issuing bonds. So for example, the, um, the um, Volcano bond, is, as, as it's called, is, um, is going to be issued on liquid. Um, because it it is basically, you have to be a qualified investor to get on there. So it's the institutional way of having fast Bitcoin transactions. And so again, another really interesting thing that, that doesn't grab crypto's attention, again, because there isn't some liquid token that you can go and fucking long or short um, 100x and, and hence print print money. But, but I, I think this is one of the kind of, key things that that i would say about the bitcoin Mm -hmm. and i hate using the word but i'm going to use the word community is that there's so much (laughs) happening out there that doesn't involve the issuance of some ponzi token um that that is slowly getting into the real world and slowly working um that it just people people don't understand what's happening there and also the speed is not you know nothing happens on bitcoin fast
0: Right, right. that's
2: a really good thing, by the way. That's not, that's not a bad thing at all. That that's that's fucking great, um, be, because you know we're not you're playing with people's networks here, um, mm-hmm. and and so um, so that's kind of liquid, li- liquid, and lightning. They're they're two very similar um, things, but designed for completely different purposes. Yeah, yeah it, it's chizzy. It's it's like Apple Pay or Android Pay or whatever the fuck that's called. Um, you just go, you swipe your phone. If you go to the app store and and look at say my favorite wallet of Satoshi and so on, um, you can load up a bit, little bit of Bitcoin onto the Lightning Network, and then you know wherever Lightning's accepted, you just swipe your phone in the same way you would with your with your um, debit or credit card now. It's, yes, yeah. it's, um, and it and it's. You know, like anything that's relatively new, um, you know, there's always some, um, <laughs> yep. Um, um, like like anything that's relatively new, it, it is lightning fast, hence the name. Um, and it is the only real competition to come out of this space um, that I can see that is actually going to take on the payment giants because it offers advantages to both side of the transaction, yeah? in terms of fees to me as a user, and more importantly, fees to the retailer as a user. So it's got this, you know, it's got this, uh, and then you've got the multi-currency aspect of it. So again, depending on the vendor, if you're a strike and my local coffee shop, you know, doesn't want to hold Bitcoin, no problem. Process the lightning and get paid in dollars. Right. Yeah. That's that's your choice, it's a free Mm -hmm. world. Yeah. Um, so you've got all of this capability that's being built in, it's, it's seriously cool, it's seriously underestimated within the crypto space, again, because you can't buy a token for it. Right, absolutely. It, it's just hardcore functionality. And, and Liquid, just to be clear, Liquid is called liquid, liquid simply because it's about fast transfer of large liquidity between um, institutional entities.
0: And there are assets that are that are issued on Liquid, but they are primarily yep. for kind of back back end transactions that are occurring between institutions.
2: If, if you're a large market maker and you're trying to do arbitrage between two different arbitrage trading between two different exchange exchanges, speed of transfer of liquidity is a key factor. So right. you see a lot of market makers will be on the Liquid. It's expensive. Um, there's custom hardware on the nodes and all this kind of stuff, but but it, it enables kind of lightning fast. <laughs> I'm going to... It enables very fast <laughs> transfers of large volumes of liquidity um, between verified insti- institutional users. Nice. And again, it's been operational there for a while. It's... It's, it's um, been years. It, yeah, I think it, it started in 2017, 2018 or something like that. And okay. again, people... You know, out in the criticize it because they go, "Oh, look, it gets you know, there's 20 users," and you go, "Yeah, like how many fucking exchanges are there?" It's like yeah, just exactly. work, work the rest out, exactly. it's like, yeah, that, that's yeah. It's, it's got small. a very, sp-
0: it's got a very specific purpose. Look, and and you, you know, you, as you've said, Lightning, by its nature, has to be somewhat centralized, but that's small transactions and liquid doesn't matter if it's centralized because it's meant for one very specific, or well, not one, but a very specific it, 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 niche market.
2: Only trusted parties can enter the network, right? Yeah. So, right. so, so exactly. you, you know. So, uh, and again, things like bond issuance and so on. So, so again, you know, my my, my point in mentioning mentioning these is that is there that there is stuff happening on Bitcoin that people don't see or yep. ignore um, because it's not it's doing stuff that doesn't involve the issuance of some token, and therefore they can't directly get involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's not no. like I go. I think Lightning's the best thing ever. Therefore, I'm going to buy the Lightning token, and it's going to the moon. Uh, you can't do that. I mean, you 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 just can't. But that doesn't mean that the um, that doesn't mean that that functionality isn't the things that really drive crypto forward. This right. institutional Absolutely. bond issuance on liquid and the, and the um, retail capability of Lightning. And again, there are issues and bugs, and you can go to videos where, you know, Lightning payment doesn't fucking work. I can go to videos where a Visa payment doesn't work. Like, get over it, yeah? Um, it, it's functioning, and it's the only credible attempt in my mind to bring um, crypto to, to, to what Satoshi, a peer-to-peer cashless payment system, yeah?
1: Yeah. Hey, well, quick I mean, question look, for it, both of you guys, real quick. It, the one we showed yesterday in Lugano with uh, Strike, I believe, that is, mm. that is. I mean, that was fast. I mean, it really showed how it can be used in day to day regular stuff as a transaction. How is that executing, Sean? That,
2: that's Lightning. So Strike, okay. Is okay. Lightning. Strike is built on Lightning.
1: It is uh, on Lightning. And, Got
2: it. Yeah. And, and again, you know, to, to put this in some perspective, the theoretical limit is 40 million transactions a second. Yeah, yeah. And when great. you consider Visa's actual transaction rate is about fifty thousand a second, it's not constrained. Now, again, nodes yeah. and all this crap, but the theoretical limit—and uh, again, I could be wrong—but but I think it's forty million. But maybe practically in in the millions, um, as more nodes join and channels uh, join the thing. But but it technically is a serious competitor to yeah to human networks, but. Uh, but, but it's also, it's got the, the game theory behind. It's got the advantage for the retailer, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, because the retailer can decide to accept whatever the low currency is. And again, you know, a lot of people will criticize Bitcoiners going, oh, yeah, but they're accepting dollars. I go, you know, I go with my Visa card to the UK, my, my bank accounts in euros, they get paid in sterling if they want. Well, what's wrong with that? Yeah, a free world. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Take absolutely. whatever currency you want, buddy. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Um,
0: Niblet said medieval markets used to have intra buy and sell products and inter wholesale settlement between markets. Yep. Market scripts, very different dynamics. Right, talking about kind of I think the difference between liquid and.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, as, as much as you can criticize the centralized exchanges in 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 crypto, it's still the purest markets out there because we don't operate broker systems and so on. It really is peer-to-peer trade. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, absolutely.
2: Um, so, you know, it, it, which is which is cool, you know, um, and you can argue manipulation or whatever, but, but, you know, I think in terms of markets, even the centralized crypto exchanges, uh, and in my mind, there isn't a decentralized one. There's ones that use the word decentralized, but so does Solana, and we know that's horseshit. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Still says it on their website, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but like, we we are operating in the purest markets, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In terms of in terms of in terms of trade, because what most people forget is when you're trading on the Nas, you know, on, on the Nasdaq and so on, uh, you know, there's probably only a hundred entities that actually have direct exchange access. The rest of us are going through brokers and getting skimmed and scalped and fucked around and front run and so on. Here in crypto, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, now,
0: good point. Based, based on, you know, based on our past conversations, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a little shocked with your um your comment that uh lightning is centralized and that's okay. Um, and I understand why. I get it. I mean, I really do get why you're saying that and it's rational and logical and makes sense. Yeah. Um but it's not typically uh something um that would be, I, I'm assuming this is part of the reason why some folks in the Bitcoin community um, are not necessarily excited about lightning, but I don't know how else you could do it um, and really make Bitcoin part of the
2: payments system, right? Or no, dominate I mean, the I mean, payment system eventually. You, you know, the, the, there's a certain view that even stable coins and so on, you know, are, are you know, evil um, and, and so on and, and, yes you know again that's a view i I, I kind of sympathize with a little bit um, but you know the, again here's you know there isn't a leader of Bitcoin yeah right um, Bitcoin has come and remains in a posture of of always being defensive because what we're trying to do is take control of money away from governments yeah right. so you know, you, you always have to bear, you know, we're not going, oh, look, our ZK snarks roll-up intellectual bullshit masturbation is better than yours. We're going, <laughs> look, we're, we're trying to, what we're trying to do is take, I don't know what any of those words mean, by the way. What we're trying to do is take away the control of money from government and therefore everything is, is, is ultimately looked at by what I would call OG Bitcoiners. And and, and, and and some of the new ones are more toxic than the old ones, which is bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is always viewed in the light of, is it an attack vector? And, and do you want to know, there's nothing fundamentally wrong with that. Um, you know, it is very much because, you know, I, I like to, 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 to put it in these terms to people, and say like Bitcoin isn't competing against Ethereum and the rest of them, yeah? We're not, we're competing against the dollar, and every government on the planet. Uh, and by the way, I don't know if we're gonna win. Yeah, like let's be clear. I think at some point, you know, we, we we'll get subverted along the way. But but everything that happens with Bitcoin is is done in the light of of who our competition is, and everything else in the crypto world is, you know, it, it's kind of I read a tweet. I forget to say it, I thought it was very got an app so you know, Bitcoiners shitting Ethereum for being not decentralized, and Ethereum people shit on Solana for not being decentralized, and it all flows down. Okay? <laughs> True. True. But, but, but actually, but actually, we're not competing. We, we just, we is the wrong word, but we would just look at them as attack vectors on Bitcoin. Not mm. that they're actual competition. Yeah, right. we're going, Ethereum and Solana just are not competition to Bitcoin. They never will be. You know, you, you, but, but I mean that sincerely. I mean, Ethereum is never going to be a currency that you can use in Aleppo or in Ohio. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah, it, it's never going to be the, how oil trade is denominated in Ethereum. It's just not. Um, that's Bitcoin. So I'm not saying Bitcoin will win. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm just saying that's what it's trying to be achieved but why would you what
0: what's your reasoning for why ethereum couldn't be that and i'm not saying it could i'm just curious why you think
2: it couldn't be that because it's just fiat 2.0 man and i I know people don't like to hear this it's it's centralized at so many levels okay at a development level at a management level and the fact you've got lawyers and and everything so it it, the, the the people can be attacked okay um it's it's Again, the same thing that will drive the centralization of Lightning um, is driving the centralization of staking. Okay, is that money goes to the place of best return. So if I want to put some some money into into Lightning, I'm gonna use the best Lightning node. Yeah, and the best Lightning node is the one that generates the best fees, which means that it controls the most transactions. And this, this just loop, yeah? Right. And MEV is exactly why that happens in Ethereum. MEV is the same driver. It says, you know, if I can get an extra half a point or a point by staking my here versus there, of course I'm going to do it. Sure. So, like, it, it's this gravitational pull towards return, okay, that causes these types of systems to be
1: centralized. Okay.
2: Yeah, so human I, behavior
1: I, 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 coalesces around the highest return. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, of course. But, and again, I'm, that's not a criticism of people who who are seeking the best return. Good luck for it to you, yeah? It, but it's a fundamental flaw that should be... Re- or it's a fundamental picture mm-hmm. of the system in which that in which that game theory plays out, in which that gravitational pull plays out. And that's why Ethereum ultrasound money, my bollocks. <laughs> but here's. You know, I, I, I was looking. Oh, don't get me going. I was looking today. Actually, don't start me. I mean, it's inflationary still. Sure. Yeah. it is actually inflationary 11, right 000. now. Eleven thousand three hundred ads have been printed since the merge. There's eleven thousand right. three hundred more ads today than there were at the merge. Right. What's that about?
0: I i i'm not the smart enough guy to answer that question but i want to go back to your i want to go back to your um and and (laughs) i'm not here you know i love you guys (laughs) absolutely yeah no it's fun it's fun dude i I want to go back to to you know the question i asked which was why why ethereum couldn't be that and Mm -hmm. and your argument is sound in that um the idea that um the most reward goes to the spots where where it can be had uh, or the money goes to where the spots where the most reward can be had but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that um, um ethereum could actually not be uh, a currency utilized in the okay. world no no, no it sorry, just me- means me- it's not as decentralized
2: as bitcoin no obviously. no it, it's it, um, again i'm going to get it's not fucking decentralized okay you know you gotcha. you, you people can play this the, the, the problem with words is that certain words are protected, yeah? So um, if I have a problem with my foot, yeah? I go to a scirobatist, yeah? And I go, okay, that word tells me that this person treating my foot is qualified to do it, yeah? Or I could go to a footologist, and that footologist could turn around. And, and, and since there's no requirements. For me, if I hang on my door, Sean the footologist, come in and have your feet checked, there's no actual fucking meaning behind it, okay? And and this is exactly the same as decentralisation and Ethereum. Its, it's the greatest load of nonsense in ever, and I find it hilarious that Ethereum people take the piss out of Solana people for not being decentralised, and yet the issues are exactly the same. Centralization of management, centralization of team, centralization of staking. Yeah. And you you will find this, you know, and, and no now let's be clear. Okay, can Ethereum be the base for CBDCs? Absolutely. Of course it can. If that doesn't tell you the fucking story, nothing. <laughs> right. Now, yeah, so yeah, I don't want to fact, do these. If you look at all these CBDCs that people are trying, they're all doing them as proxy ERC twenty or whatever the fucking thing latest ERC thing is. Okay. Yeah. If that doesn't tell you what's going on, I can't help you. So, yeah. Okay, so, so I'm so not, I am go-
0: going to uh, resist the urge to have the um, <laughs> decentralization <laughs> purity debate because I want to get to why is Bitcoin. Okay, no, I, I want to get to i want to get to defy and bitcoin because yeah. i think it's important and I, i'm an advocate for it i want to see it happen um i want competition i want the market to compete i want ethereum to be more decentralized and forced by competition to do so i want new innovations etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. and i think bitcoin has incredible opportunity here um <laughs> because um of its stance from a regulatory perspective of its hardiness and its strength um and its decentralization yeah for you you know we've talked about in the reddit and and privately we've talked about the fact that you really want to drive and see and and even help fund uh, an, an initiative to to realize DeFi on yeah. on bitcoin um and we've talked about it uh, as side chains, layer twos, whatever you want to call it. How much of a role does, um, does Lightning have in, in that model? Is there even a possibility of doing more on Lightning to enable this? Or is this really something that has to be a separate um, side chain so, or layer two?
2: So like, as you know, I, I watch every episode of your show. But, and Thank that, you very much. And A, I like it, um, um, and B, I have been trying to figure out what DeFi is. And I think when I discussed this with you a year ago, Brad, I was going, I wish somebody could just tell me what it is, okay? Uh, and that, that's a genuine comment. In the same way you hear Web3, and I don't know what the fuck you're talking about here, yeah? <laughs> um, I, I mean that sincerely. Like, I what, believe what, you. I believe you. What me. the fuck does that mean? Yeah, It's like, oh, it's just some term VCs use Um but but what I came to the conclusion, um, and I think we discussed this the, the, the last time, was that basically there are really just three functions in DeFi that that count. Um, one is an algorithmic stablecoin. Yeah, I, I think that if you're genuinely going to have DeFi, you need an algorithmic stablecoin because without it, um, and again, putting on my my view that of what we're really trying to achieve here, which is not just in the land of the free, but it's it's in the land of the oppressed, um, is to say that we need to provide, wouldn't it be great if we could provide something other than Bitcoin to people in in the rest of the planet? Um, and, you know, a stable coin is instrumental as in that. The problem, of course, is most stable coin issuance, you know, whether it's USDT and, and this and the other, again, um, being non-algorithmic, um, are controllable. Sure. Very easily controllable. So again, it's it's a question. It's not whether somebody leans on Tether today or Circle or whoever the hell is doing this stuff. It's whether it is capable of being done. Right. Okay. So um, one of my first interests was in algorithmic stablecoins, which I completely wrote off long before anything going it's clearly just not going to happen it's clearly basically always going to break yeah um seems that way yeah however um then i kind of realized this is just a terminology issue we, we used the term back in back in the old days of the crypto dollar yeah and transfer between bitcoin and dollar value okay has been there since 2016. Right. Okay. Um, In a way that's never been broken, in a way that actually generates also a small bit of yield, um, that is entirely algorithmic, and that, um, and that through since 2016, every up, down, blah, blah, blah um, has ever failed and is also insured. Okay. Um, And there's a terminology issue here. And, And to be clear, what I'm talking about here is that if you, are there, there is certain types of contracts that were first introduced only in crypto yeah um, and the, the first one was the perpetual swap contract and that's it, never been that's never existed i think it was initially proposed by robert Schiller in 1992 but its first ever introduction was into the bitcoin market in 2016. and the nature so, so there are some unique derivative products here and the simple mathematical fact of, of these contracts is that a 1x short inverse swap contract is dollar. Okay, it's been dollar since 2016, it's never been broken. It's one of the literally most liquid instruments out there. And we used to laughingly call it the crypto dollar because you know, back in the day, you weren't interested in holding tether or any of this, you just flipped 1x short Bitcoin. And that's dollar value-edged, okay? Um, right. That doesn't require the backing of anything but Bitcoin. And and again, it's 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 something that's unique. Um, here's the problem: nobody can make money out of it. So again, you come down to the to this fundamental thing of going. You know, will I go and shill a VC to raise a hundred million to do this? And the and I go, what, what's your return? Well, nothing. <laughs> literally nothing Yeah, it, it, it's just a function uh, and there are people who I was reading I forget the name of the company but there are people who are doing this now so the issue with that is that this operates on centralized exchanges, it operates on every centralized exchange except for the ones that are allowed in the US um, mm. um, and it's operated reliably and it generates its own insurance fund and it just doesn't break and it's never broken and so I would go first of all that problem has been solved in a centralized manner. Yeah, right. Okay, um, it just has. Um, and then I go to the other DeFi functions, which which are yields. Yeah, okay. So obviously, people want to put their money to generate some yields. And by the way, the one X, the, the the crypto dollar, which I'm going to call it, um, does generate yield on average point out point oh three percent a day. So not a lot, but, but you know, better better than Better than nothing. And again, I was kind of going, where did where are this old OG, OG Bitcoiners if we just want to generate you? We just did a basis trade. Yeah. Okay. As risk free right. as it's possible to get. Good day, right. good years. You get 80% back in the day. Now you might get, you know, 15 to 20% a year. Okay. Risk free operating since 2016. Hmm. Yeah. Again, what's the problem with this? There's no token to shill. There's no money to be made by, by doing this. Yeah, and and it's finally in, of, in in terms of lending, which again, so again, I look at I look at the DeFi functions because I'm very functional file because I'm pulling back from all the bridges and swaps and whatever the hell that I don't know bridges for me are things that go over rivers. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, Okay, but um, um, swaps are what we used to do with kids and girlfriends, but Jesus, did I say that? Um, oh anyway, my gosh. <laughs> stop. Uh, <laughs> you probably haven't
1: gone past me yet, Sean, so don't worry <laughs> about, about
2: it. it. <laughs> trying to generate some hate here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: um,
2: and finally, you've got lending, yeah? Which again, lending markets in in the Bitcoin Perpetual futures world is always happened and again has never broken since 2016. So I go, all of these three key features are actually solved. Mm -hmm. They're solved on centralized exchanges, yeah. But the provision of dollar value, the provision of of risk free yield um, um, or counterparty, or and, and, and which is also insured, by the way, and lending, which is also insured. Okay. Now it sounds to me, that wheel fits the
0: car. Well, well except for is- the decentralized part.
2: Yes. Yeah. So, so... Because so the risk know-
0: inherent is that, that obviously what we all are concerned yeah. about is that, you know, it's some schmo at a exchange
2: that controls the switch, right? Yeah. So, so but, but, but again, I'm looking requires at... requires trust. And I'm going, the... The process solution to these problems has existed sure. unbroken from 2016 through every market cycle. And and there's terminology issues. You know, when I go, yeah, dollar just you got one X short on a perpetual swap, dude. Come
1: on. <laughs> People are going, what the fuck did he just say? Um, <laughs> hey, you know, one thing, Sean, quick question. When you yeah. do those types of, I guess, basic, well, I don't want to say basic. That sounds diminutive, but those kind of core DeFi functions. Yeah. And say you you know you're capturing some yield at BTC. Do you get a stake token back at that point? No. Okay, so you is, don't. This, it's, this is the this is the thing.
2: It, it's liquid. I can enter in and out of that trade, what in a second. That and the other, a, the yield is side. more BTC, I guess, right? The, the yield, but well, I, I don't. I, tr- I short
1: Ethereum, dude. I don't look at anything else. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, in the, I thought you were saying the examples of how BTC has been being used since 2016. Um, but, but, but there's no tokens issued here. Yeah, right. that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was kind of getting,
2: trying to so, you knit know, down. So, on yeah. And again, I think this is part of. I go back to Lightning and Liquid, and I'm going the reason within, and they're not competing these products are not competing within crypto yeah? yeah so but within crypto there's this expectation there's a cool project they're going to get you know 10 vcs to go into them um you know we're going to you know the vcs get the best deal we're going to buy the next round of tokens we they pump um, we try to get out before the dump and and in all of that you know that that's how a lot of us make our living yeah but but that doesn't take away from the fact that the real stuff, in my opinion, is happening um, where you and I can't make
1: any money out of it directly. It's just good mm-hmm. for the message, yeah? <laughs> yeah. it's a societal good. I got a question, is there any dialogue? You talk about this you know, l- always kind of cre- encroaching sort of centralization as people want the faster processing, the maybe the lower fees or the higher yield. Say in the Lightning example, is there any discussion going on about how do you uh, incentivize it to move more decentralized in Lightning? Is it possible? Is there any theoretical stuff being talked about? I, I, I think it, it's a bit like
2: staking. It's again, this, you know, again, this is a this is kind of a fundamental point to me: is that there mm-hmm. are certain aspects where decentralization doesn't matter. Yeah, i.e. I, you can compromise in and again I laughingly said my pub doesn't work decentralized yeah I have to accept that okay in fact it would be worse decentralized than than, than it is okay um, so you know there's a, there's a place for decentralization and there's a place where it shouldn't exist and certainly what I like to see something like lightning truly decentralized yeah but but then it's just back to Bitcoin again it can't achieve its function. Right. So there's going to be this trade-off, but the fact that it committed commits back to the safe haven of the Bitcoin blockchain, I'm okay with. So yeah, you know, it's you cannot achieve millions of transactions a second, decentralized. It's just not possible. Yeah. yeah And 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 you know, this whole concept of Ethereum moving to sharding and proof of stake and so on, you know, are preparations to increase the blockchain you know that is yet more compromised to decentralization so these kind of overlaid level side chains level twos or what the fuck they're called these days are the way that you achieve these things you, you you do not fuck with the with the i mean bitcoin is ossified yeah that's a good thing mm-hmm. and and again what i say about ethereum ethereum is aol yeah you know, it's AOL keywords. It came along, somebody tried to do a land grab on the space. Um, everybody went off and bought AOL keywords and
1: then it just died because it's just shit.
2: How yeah, no, you I, make- I
1: definitely have been warmed up to your points, dude. I mean, I because I, I kind of hadn't thought about how, you know, I, I look at, I separate the two completely. I mean, I separate Bitcoin from everything else in a lot of ways, just because I do now understand the elegance of that algorithm and as a foundation, what it can really do. I think it's really, and I get your arguments about. I mean, you know, I'm in ETH and all the other stuff, of course, because I think it has some type of application, or it's a big experiment. I don't know, but something oh, good. Money, money trading it, nothing wrong with that. Jack. Yeah, but to me, I think you're right. I think that maybe, you know, somebody's going to come up with a solution that lays more DeFi that the Brad keeps trying to get to in this discussion on top of the BTC chain in some way, where it looks like the DeFi we see over in, you know, uh, Phantom, ETH, whatever, yeah, all those but, chains. But,
2: but let, let, let's be clear that those three key functions, which are proven models, yeah? Yeah. Um, people are trying to move them onto you know, lightning l- level stuff. Um, and, they're, you know, and, and to decentralize it as much as it is feasible to decentralize. Mm-hmm. It.
1: Now, would those uh, be like software well, how, and stack? I
0: mean, the, my question would be, how do you get it to trustless and programmable? Right, to me, those are two of the most important criteria. Um, Why would you want your money
2: programmable?
0: No, I want the functionality of the money programmable so that people can experiment and create new types sure. of financial... But, but I mean,
2: you know, you know, again, this is the thing that, that entertains me a, a little bit about the space, okay? Ultimately, you can move value from one address to another, yeah? Sure. Okay, yeah. You, you, you can do that via sidechain. And whatever rules you want to put in that side chain, do it. Sure. You know this idea that the Bitcoin, you know, you know, needs to have smart contracts built into it again is missing the no. point. The, yeah. the, the, the Bitcoin. So you you can do any of the smart contract stuff you want on a side chain. Of course, and I, and I'm all for it, and I'm not it's, arguing it's just, that Bitcoin should just, have it here's built in. The problem: it's it's more complicated than when you can just lash it up on a chain that's insecure and centralized. Of, um, of course. I'm referring to Solana yeah. and others. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally get it. Um, um, and yeah. But I guess my point is, I agree with your point that these financial instruments that you just outlined have existed since 2016 yeah. for Bitcoin, but they haven't existed on or to the side of Bitcoin. They've all existed on no. centralized exchanges. Right. And
2: so they aren't trustless. And- no, 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 absolutely. So, so again, to come back to it, but then when you're going off to design an algorithmic stablecoin for something, yeah. Okay, you. It's probably good to see what's actually working. Yeah. Sure. What has functioned? What yeah. issues it faced? How it protects its users? And again, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this word: insurance. Yeah, that's not FDIC insurance. That's insurance on chain for for actual loss. Right. Okay. So, as the contract breaks, you will find that in the longer running contracts, the amount of insurance is greater than the capital deployed. Therefore, it's as risk-free as it's possible to be. Now, these are all happening on central, and again, it goes back to Schiller in 92, first implemented by Hayes & Co in 2016. So these are things that are unique to this space, okay? That, that, That perform these functions in a centralized manner. I get it, okay? But if you really, truly wanted to build DeFi, then Probably what you should be doing is looking at what has actually worked in this space and yeah. finding a way to decentralize that. I
0: I completely agree and I'm all for it. Yeah. I, I have no problem with that conceptually and and that's what I would love to see happen for Bitcoin. Um, I you know I think what we're trying to get to is in then how and obviously I think your argument here is is that it's sidechain chain based um, because has it's been- not going to happen on it's not going to happen on no. on the main chain. Never, I um, shouldn't. Right, right. So the question is are you seeing things being done or are you ready to the, build the, it
2: the crypto dollar I was there's a small project that are working on this one x short perpetual unfortunately they back end onto a centralized exchange which is just a no for me. Um sure. I think that I think and again bitcoin moves slowly um sure. in in relative in terms relative mm-hmm. to to everything else in the space and again I think that's a good thing. Um, but I, I think you will begin to see the crypto dollar, which is this algorithmic um, USD container of value. That's all I can call it. Right. Um, I think you will see that that come out in the next couple of years, and I think you'll see all of these things come out in the next couple of years. And again, what's important to me is is in this is that I think that 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 you're you're not going to see Projects and teams and tokens and VCs and, and all of this stuff because that inherently means that the outcome is not going to be DeFi. It's going to be CFI on a blockchain.
0: Get it. I, I get your point. But so then the question becomes, does Bitcoin's superhero, super strength, that it is move slowly and does things cautiously and carefully. Um, put it at a disadvantage for the longer term by by seeding market share in the earlier, shorter term for programmable financial implementation of, of tools. People, and can, people
2: can pick the easy way of doing things, which is all that I see with these programmable blockchains. Yeah, sure, it's easier to do it like that. Um, um, but 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 the, the test of these things isn't what happens in a cycle. The test of these things is what happens. When they are, when that process of doing that is subject to government regulation and government pressure and institutional pressure, okay. And whatever about the U.S. Again, you know, I'm talking about in Syria and in the rest of the world because there's a really interesting point that 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 I heard made, and I would love to claim it. That, that, but but I'm a huge proponent, which is all money should be dark money, because because. Your money, whatever you do with your money is going to be illegal somewhere in the world. So yep. I can go buy a pint of Guinness with my money in Dublin, okay. But guess news, if I try to do that in Tehran, it, sure. it's black money. Yep. So the the, the the whole thing here is to is is to understand what the objective of of it is of what I my objective or my belief in what crypto should be. Um, can Ethereum still be around in five years? 100%, but it's just Fiat 2.0, it's, just, it's going, It's you can already see it's getting absorbed into, into the greater financial system, okay? Which may be great for people who hold the token, or maybe it's not, I don't know, okay? Maybe it is a good investment, maybe it's not. Um, but what I will say is that if you look at the history of technological innovation, okay? There's no real serious example of where a technology is taken on an industry and the industry survives. Yeah. In yeah, it words, usually gets disrupted pretty hard. hard. Yeah. Hardcore technical innovations, which I believe Bitcoin to be, don't end up being used by the existing players. They end up, they end up pushing them out. And I think if you look at any technical innovation any serious technical innovation it they're in the business of displacing what sure. is already there and yeah that's, and that's what disruption is about like, the, the ambition here is to displace government's control of money like this is not a small ambition yeah right. uh, and maybe it does not work and maybe it does um i'm an optimist i like to think it will work but but everything that it does everything that you build around it and everything it does has to be on the basis of that otherwise you're just finding adding efficiency tools for institutions and the system to focus all even more. Yeah, CBDC is great. Yeah, guess the news. We invented crypto, they subverted and use it against us. Thanks. Thanks, Vitalik.
0: (laughs) So I'm I'm going to, uh, I'm I'm going to use the cliche, agree to disagree on the level (laughs) of co option uh, by government of uh, smart contract blockchains. um, Because I don't think it's there yet. Um, no, no, I, I don't
2: think it's. Like, let me be clear. This, and I don't think I, it's I can, necessarily think going when you to happen. These things you have to gain them out in five years, yeah. Sure. And I think that I think Ethereum has made uh, uh, to me the Ethereum gain. I don't know what happened. Well, I know if the price is going down, we're in a bear market. I don't know what happens to the price of Ethereum in the next cycle. Technically, I think it's going to be relatively weak, but 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 it's already of no interest to me already because it's just going to be a tool used by institutions it already is yeah and and i'm going cool if that's your gig go for it it's just not what i'm in but isn't bitcoin a tool used by institutions no institutions can own bitcoin we just talked
0: about liquid we just talked about liquid network Totally yeah, they, they focused on institutional Bitcoin, transfers
2: that, that, that of Bitcoin. Doesn't, that, that doesn't allow them to control. You know, Merrill Lynch could own 99.9% of Bitcoin. It still can't set the fucking rules. Of course, of course. But they could own 99% of the mining and set the rules. And 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 again, this is one of these shitcoiner um, Twitter things that I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> I'd think if you actually check your history and understand how consensus works that um it's it, this this point is proven already in the block size war. Miners don't mean shit. Yeah. I, turn I, on I, your machines, spend your electricity, get a few bitcoin. That's it. Got it. Uh, and you know, and again, this mining pool thing, which is the great because because everybody goes, every time people go, you know, isn't it weird that 64% of Ethereum blocks mined or CFTC compliant or whatever that means. I don't know. I don't, live, you know, don't live in the land of the free. And they go, oh yeah, but look, here's a mining pool chart. No. You don't know what a mining pool is, what control it has. It's just a chart that you use to justify your own horse. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make that argument. My,
0: my point being <laughs> is this, is that um, institutions don't currently control uh, the Ethereum blockchain. And governments don't currently control the Ethereum blockchain. Um, but the
2: traje- what's the trajectory, Brad?
0: <laughs> well, I, I don't know where the trajectory is going to end up, and I don't necessarily believe that, that. Yeah, no, totally. I'm being completely honest with you. I, I no, believe and I see that the, the people, the developers, the thousands of developers working on the Ethereum blockchain um, all have an ethos of decentralization. And their goal is to not be controlled by it so i have faith that um, that will continue to be uh, the push of that chain as it grows and matures um and just like bitcoin started off centralized you know um um ethereum has a progress in progression to go through to get to where they want to go do i believe it's decentralized today no do i believe it's more decentralized than any other smart contract uh um network yes um, and do I believe it can become more so absolutely so I I don't necessarily believe on this
2: one because I, I like this is, this is something that only time proves yeah of course of course absolutely
0: absolutely and and look I I will not argue with you that there are risks of that i I agree yeah. that there is a risk of that um but I also know that um the people who build and spend thousands of hours building on that chain, if that chain becomes co-opted by government or controlled by government or institutions, they'll go fork and build something else, or they'll build something new from scratch. And so...
2: But, but, but this is my point. You've already said, you know, by definition, it's the most decentralized, and, and I would go it's not. But if you build a house on sand, it sinks. So where do they go after that? Because it's well sort of mostly decentralized. Solana with its seven validators and a. Well, please, please validator. do not
0: do not put that piece of shit. on
2: <laughs> as it's this, this is what uh, I find amazingly entertaining about the shitcoin space is that the shit just flows downhill. Now, We're what's more decentralized than this one than this one? Yeah, here's, here's 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 where
0: here's where here's where we have a big difference of opinion about why yeah. it's important to have all of the shitcoin space, and that yeah. is is that. Every one, every single experiment, every single chain, yep. every single protocol is an opportunity for people that come to build the next thing to learn from. And okay. limiting okay, can that... I, can
2: I just stop you there, Brad, and go yeah. like, altcoins, as they used to be called back in when they started, and again, I've been in this ridiculous space since 2010, that was exactly the point. Zcash, or what was it, Xcoin, I think it was called at the beginning, was clearly was clearly an experiment in the use on in private and adding privacy to bitcoin which is a huge issue it's still a huge issue today yeah sure so it that's always been accepted that that altcoins in fact you i think if you go and check your history you'll find that that, that a lot of bitcoiners were highly supportive of altcoins back in the day because there were ways to experiment with features and functions that um that could then, if they proved, you know, reliable and valuable, um, could then be added into the Bitcoin chain. So ne- that's that's never that's, all, that's been like right. that since, since the year dot. Um, I, I get that, but but um, the, the 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 challenge, you know, and Ethereum is 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 in May a big experiment here. Yeah, it's a big experiment in in exactly. How malleable something that is proof of stake is going to be in the next five years when South Korea or North Korea decide to use it and so on and so on, yeah. So, uh, and as far as I'm concerned, that that answer is out there. We can agree to differ because we can only we'll only know the truth of this in the end. But but sure. But but, but let let me tell you what I think is going to happen. Okay, I think that we will see an acceptance of censorship slowly come into the ethereum community kind of go yeah maybe maybe we shouldn't let the bad guys do stuff that that and may that be the is, case i that, don't believe that That's us I, yeah. I i i'm honestly thinking within, in, within five years the narrative will be ethereum is responsible money
0: well if, if it if it if it happens it will have failed um yeah. at what its mission was absolutely agree with you that is not the sense i get from talking to people that build and develop in this space, but uh, that, that's a possibility.
2: Dude, just one, like- one of my biggest. I, I know I always say this to you, but I'm going to say it again. One of my biggest customers was Enron. Yeah, Enron right. had seven thousand people, the most honest, hardworking people out. Some of the smartest people I ever worked. It was still a fucking scam. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That, so, I mean, that's true you know, of anything where there's no transparency. Work, to, just to how smart people work for something isn't doesn't imply. Doesn't imply correctness. That's my point. Anyway, look, we're Good not going to agree. With okay. Yeah, I mean, my agree with my point
0: of view is not about the necessarily their intelligence. It's about their 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 ethos,
2: their their approach, and what they want to accomplish. I used to go down in Houston, down to Enron Towers, and take these people out for beer because that was my job. And they were all fucking intelligent, hardworking, genuinely nice people. Yeah, who were all involved in one of the biggest scams in history in corporate. Of course, of course, they were
0: but they weren't transparent and they weren't on a blockchain and no, their code people, wasn't, was open, to review, their code they wasn't open to review. And their code wasn't
1: open to review. People yeah. just didn't look at it. It's a public No, company. I mean, the
0: money wasn't transparent. The The money was hidden. The, they, were, they, they lied about what was going on with the money. That you, you, you're not gonna to do that with Ethereum development.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wanna a anyway, question, I like you. quick Let's... question, guys. Quick question before you go off on your thing, Brad. Um, when you look at like, if we had had this conversation a year ago, And you're talking about like, you know, when let's just say or whenever ETH was still proof of work, I don't know when that actually changed and it became proof of stake. I mean, it seems like it's two different things now to me. So, you know, as far as centralization and all of that in these proof of stake staking models and censorship, I can definitely see that happening just with the discussion we had about different nodes and the tornado cash and blacklisted wallets and all of that. So in anything like that, I can see it happening. It's just one of the laws to protect against that. Um, And I don't see that happening in, you know, say Bitcoin, for example, um, because of the way it's structured. So I think that, you know, I I have a trouble with the word DeFi on its own because it just means decentralized finance. It means peer to peer. It doesn't necessarily mean yield farming and staking and all this other stuff. It just means kind of the original philosophy of Bitcoin in the sense. So to me, I think that's a... You know, DeFi to me was the way we look at it, Brad, is more about, you know, it's more like uh, the ability to do it yourself um, at sort of banking type protocols that are somewhat centralized. So it's not strictly fully decentralized. Now, I, I admit the answer is somewhere in the middle, as it always is. But to me, I think, is that a different discussion a year ago, two years ago? one year from now? I mean, do you see it on a sliding scale moving as Ethereum becomes more entrenched in its current incarnation, Brad?
0: Well, look, I mean, we knew years ago that Ethereum was going to move to proof of stake, whether- and they said it, and, yeah. Yeah, and look, I, I think there's an argument to be made that that um, there there is a higher risk of what um, Sean is talking about because of proof of stake. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether or not- um that can continue to be developed and built to prevent that. We'll We'll have to just see if it happens or it doesn't happen. Um, but I don't think anything's, I don't think anything's changed because I think everyone knew it was coming, right? Uh, and we have a real problem with centralization of of the delegation of the delegators. No. right. We have a problem with Lido and Coinbase controlling 41% right now. Um, thankfully, there are things like Rocket Pool etc that are setting up decentralized capabilities for doing that um and hopefully those things will take off and gain as much uh popularity as um and be as simple to do as lido and, and coinbase are um you know frankly i'd like for coinbase just to die so um i'm, I'm kind of done with coinbase at this point but that's not likely to happen so the question it, it the this is one case where regulation regulators may actually be the best friends of Ethereum. When, if they come to Coinbase and say, you no longer can do this um, in, in the United States, then, and, or Coinbase feels threatened by that, that will force those people who are staking there to either go elsewhere or quit staking. Right? So that has the potential to decentralize the staking nodes I don't know if it'll happen or not. I'm just throwing out a, a potential sure. thing that could happen. So I don't think anything's changed in the last year, I'm just except that it word. actually is. Photologist.
1: Go ahead. Photologist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that an- analogy there, Sean. All it's right. Perfect. Let's
0: do this. Let's get in because we're already way over time. Let's oh, get sorry. Into, <laughs> you,
2: got, you got me rolling, man. You got me rolling. Let's no, get, it's great. Well, it's great.
0: but But here's the bottom line. We all, everybody on this call right now wants – Decentralized finance, right? Mm-hmm. We, I want, I, you want trustless decentralized yeah. finance. Whether that happens on Bitcoin, Ethereum, Phantom, or twelve hundred chains all at the same time, or just Bitcoin, for me personally, I don't care. I, I just want it to happen, and so I want the experimentation to continue happening, the development to continue happening, the outreach to continue happening, um, and the and people. I want people like Jack Mahler to continue happening because yeah. he's doing a brilliant fucking job of making the most important part of decentralized finance happen, and that is payments. And he's doing it on top of the capabilities of Lightning. And that, to me, is fantastic. Just absolutely I, I, I agree with you, with Jack.
2: I just, I just like, cut him out a bit of slack. He's an arrogant tongue pup. Life yeah, he is. He's there. an
0: arrogant piece of shit, Compared but he's me, also yeah. brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Let's get into some real doom and gloom shit, though.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> tell us how poor how poor everyone is going to be can i present screen here yes how the hell do i do this uh down at the bottom uh let me get off okay now down at the bottom present
2: yeah present present oh by the the
0: way let me catch up with a few comments uh shizzy said instead of a stable algo stable coin can someone make a smart contract that prints you one usd peg for one dollar i guess yeah um James Strickland says the 1x short stablecoin would have a limiting factor of the total market cap of BTC. It could grow as BTC grows, but the available amount of this could be pretty limited. Still, it's a good concept,
2: that. It, well, it's a working concept, and, and the amount that can be printed depends on the value of Bitcoin, which is increases the more that people get into it.
0: That's a good point, right? So as the value of Bitcoin yeah, increases, no, you the I actually do, a
2: stretch to that. Yeah, Austrian economics here. Yeah, I very much go, you know, the idea that you can't print more dollars than the underlying asset allow is probably not a bad thing.
0: Yeah, right. There you go. That's another valid point to be made that we're all experiencing right now. And Shizzy said, Lido is a DAO with governance. Does that still count as centralized? I think currently the control of that DAO is centralized and that's the problem with it. And the network, the infrastructure is centralized. uh, This is happening on, you know, VPS is... Uh, that are controlled by, I think the central organization, but I am not an expert on their infrastructure.
2: I'm trying to share there, Brad. I think you have to click a button or something.
0: Oh, sorry, buddy. Okay, go That's ahead. Okay, now man.
2: you're up. Oh, misery. i um, sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, so how I make my daily bread. So I think the last time we kind of discussed this chart and again, let me get rid of all of my gubbins here, my lines on the chart. And I was kind of going, look, what's critical? If you look at the history of Bitcoin from um, a price action traders' point of view, is this two hundred weekly moving average, uh, which right. is basically acted as support from day one. And while we broke it, we made an attempt to regain it and got rejected. Yeah, okay, so absolutely. Th- this is this is not this is not good in terms of where I think technically Bitcoin is going. Nothing's changed. We print an ABC here, bear market rally here, and we, we have one last leg to the downside. So, so again, from my kind of view in terms of the markets, not, nothing, um, nothing really has changed. This is actually pretty much the same chart we discussed last time. Um, I'm pretty sure if you brought that up or whatever, like you know, it really hasn't changed. In that structurally, this is what we call um, an expanded flat correction. Um, we can test up a bit higher here, but but. Undoubtedly, from a technical analyst perspective, that this is this is bad. Yeah? yeah. This is as bad yeah. as it gets. Um, yeah. Some other interesting things that we kind of didn't discuss last year is the relationship between Bitcoin and the dollar. Okay? <laughs> so um, this is, so if you go back, this is back to the invention of Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is the orange line, yeah? And yeah. this is the DXY, yeah? The Dixie okay. is the some people call it. And look, there were, you know, people can talk about harvings all they want. Well, what's very clear is peak Bitcoin is bottom dollar every mm. cycle. Yeah, nice. So, um, mm. so you know that that's just that's just the way this game is played. So when the dollar is weak, this is when we get our. And again, that's a fascinating chart. Yeah, like like the, the, this is just the truth. Of it, and you can just cause halvenings and all that kind of stuff. But, but fundamentally, because the other side of our valuation of Bitcoin is dollar, strong dollar means weak Bitcoin, weak Bitcoin means strong dollar. But, you know, you, you, like it's, it's literally just the inverse of it. So, um, what, what is unfortunate about this, this by the way, is I'm going to just hide this. This is perhaps one of the most technically perfect. So, this is just a DXY pieces of technical movement by the dollar since 2008. Okay, it, it has obeyed this channel perfectly from the point of view of central line, tops, bottoms, uh, and it's a bear flag, which means one day the dollar is going to die. But when I begin to begin to look at this um, quite a bit, and I'd like to thank, I, I spend four to five hours late into the morning with people far better qualified than I on macro. Um, I just draw lines on charts. Um, <laughs> I won't name them, but they're all in the MI group. And uh, we, we at least once a week talk shit until, until the late hours of the morning. But but here's the problem with this is that the expected end of the dollar move, it can go up and down a bit like this, is December 23, okay? So I, th- I think, unfortunately, um, no, it, it can shoot up, but, but I'm 99% sure the dollar is going to tap this sometime in the next year, and I think realistically we have a confluence of, of, of resistances here that accumulate and actually on Christmas Day um <laughs> next year. Wow. Um, there they're thereabouts. So I'm expecting this crypto bear market, unfortunately, to continue through twenty twenty three through the end of next year. And this correlation is is pretty, you know, you you know it's not perfect correlation, but what matters are the peaks and the troughs, yeah right weak right. dollar strong bitcoin weak dollar strong bitcoin weak dollar strong when big when dollars pumping assets are fucked right yeah but because everything i mean it's not that complicated to think about it now there's reasons for the dollar pumping but yeah if you just if you wanted to gain some higher time frame view as to whether or not you believe the bottom of the market is in and we're accumulating looking at these two charts you want to see them flip yeah you want to see the dollar weakening and sure. you want to bitcoin um strengthening because that's typically marked the accumulation cycle of of um, of bitcoin and assets in general so right. technically the dollar ain't, the dollar is going to hit you know 118 120 maybe even higher from my point of view we will double top back to the old 2008 and I think that that, that timing is, is not wrong. Obviously, things can speed that up, but I would be absolutely shocked if we don't go up and test this line one more time. I wow. would be genuinely shocked. Now, can that, can that happen? Um, these, you know, I know a lot of people are critical of technical analysis and I go, yeah, well, you probably shouldn't be. Um, because when you <laughs> see these, no, no, I g- genuinely mean that because people go, you know what that and what they, they tend to forget is that a lot of this is self-fulfilling prophecy. So most sure. people most people try to define a macro narrative for price movement, okay? And yet, if I brought up the Bitcoin chart and asked you to show me the dates of bad CPI prints and Fed rate decisions, and if you tried to pick them out on that chart, you couldn't. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, most price movement. Is technical in nature, and that doesn't mean that you know. Every so often, we get a piece of fundamental news that's so fucking ridiculous that the market just goes to shit. Right. The macro narrative informs general trends, um, but the vast majority of price movement is just trader games. It's just liquidity hunting. It's just what we're all doing, trying to take money from each other. Uh,
0: well, and, the, and look at the dollar chart that you just showed us is a combination of. I mean it's ta because of the channels you're talking about in the and the previous points but the fact is is that that correlation of what the dollar is doing to what Bitcoin is doing is 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 not
2: just technical I mean, I guess it is technical. Oh, no, no. like the correlation is is absolute. You know, is yeah. It, it's it's perfect. So yeah. You know, well, in terms of, you know, I can't say when the bottom's in with with. And again, none of this is financial advice. I, I, right. Yeah, Yeah. Absolutely. I, I could easily be wrong here. Yeah. Well, um, but but, well, I, but I have a level of conviction over this that is rare for me. Nice. Um, that because we've got so many factors. I'll go go back to some of the things I discussed last time. Exchange leverage is still fucking insane. (laughs) Yeah? Like, you know, you you keep injecting, we're at a higher leverage than we were at the all-time highs, yeah?
0: This is not good. No, it is not good.
2: Jesus Christ. We have institutions actually unloading. Not buying. (sighs) So, you, you, you know, again, when you look at these kind of internal factors within our little world and you marry them to call the bottom here is hopium unfortunately i thought this doesn't mean we can't do a bear market rally and again these are all trader games and this that and the other but there is no indication in any substantive metric that we are even close to the bottom here
0: makes sense totally makes sense
1: Yeah, I want to jump in on something or or Um, or or, or for Brad, Brad, I want to touch DXY for a second. It's easy to understand, you know, when these charts, you know, it's it's we look at it in 2020 hindsight to me, because I've had this conversation with Brad about his mean time reversion indicator constantly that it these none of these indicators measure the instant that we're in right now. They're all retro, they're all behind us when they're doing their forecasting. So when I look at that chart and you show like the correlation all time high at DXY and all time low of BTC, mm-hmm. to me, I see that's everybody going, well, shit, let's buy BTC. You know, so they yeah, start no, moving it, it, out of dollars in the BTC. It, it's, um, and, like,
2: it's the point is that it, you know, look, in many ways it's yeah. simple. Yeah, it's kind of going, sell BTC, buy dollars. You know, so the charts you would expect to be inverted.
1: Okay. Yeah, so I, I think that makes total sense. Yeah. When I look at that and, and when I see the dollar right now, I mean, eventually U.S. exports start getting choked off and, you know, they start thinking, OK, how do we reverse that? Because everything's more expensive. But, you know, I was looking down at the DXY breakdown, the index itself of what currencies it's holding in there because it doesn't actually hold dollars. And 56% of those in the DXY index are euros.
2: It's euros, yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's largely a euro. Yeah,
1: so with in euros Europe. having you know, the euro macro conditions and the economy there and what's going on, like you brought up the sovereign debt and, of course, the, the war and energy, you know, that a lot of people think the euro is just going down on its own, that it's not a function of dollar strengthening. So to me, it's almost like that DXY index becomes sort of a circular drain you know, that the, the, the euro is going down, it's driving DXY up, and, and it's not really the facts on the ground at that point. So there is a correction. But, but I, that's I, coming.
2: I, I agree yeah. with you, but the weakness in the euro is the strength of the dollar. So it's one of these things yeah. where you go, oh, you know, Bitcoin is down because the dollar is strong. Bitcoin is still down.
1: Right. I guess what I'm saying is the dollar is up because the euro is down in DXY. And I don't think it's the dollar up causing the euro to go down. So I think that in that condition, it makes DXY go up. It exacerbates the trend you're talking about between DXY and Bitcoin.
2: Well, well I mean, all, all, all fiat country currencies are devaluing in real time. You know, that's what inflation is. Yeah. So it's, it's a question of the relative rate of devaluation.
1: Yeah, no, it's interesting because yeah. I was looking at a lot of emerging market data. And, you know, the biggest performer of the year is actually Brazil. And, you know, they're up like 7% currency strength. And it's because of commodities. So, you know, they basically have people coming in to buy their exports and they have to buy reals to do it. And so they have currency strength. So you can see where, you know, these commodity driven... Australia, I think, is not doing too poorly either in that regard of exports. But there's one other country I can't remember. It's not Egypt, but it's somebody like that, where you see that happening. So to me, I guess my question is that when you see like dxy going up like that in btc because you know we're like you said we're trying to figure out if this is the bottom or we've been doing this for weeks obviously or is it going legging down and then up you know i think that that leg up is like you're saying it's that it's that dxy btc inversion when that cap that delta is wide enough that's when it's going to flip um, and yeah, I don't know, I, is that a month or is that a year? That's what I don't know.
2: I, I believe it can be up to a year. And again, okay. I could be wrong, but, 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 um, and I know a lot of people look, think technical analysis is hokum. I I, know, I would, I would strongly disagree with that. Yeah, But again, and, whether and, I agree and, or disagree, do, doesn't matter. Uh, my opinion is that, that there's a reasonable probability that we've got over a year to go in this bear market. Um, and- no, uh, no, now Bitcoin can decouple. This is the thing that, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, we have these large um, macro forces that are driving all asset classes down. And at some point, the Fed will pivot, I think, later than, it, than people, People. I mean, the Fed typically pivots only in a crisis. They're inducing a crisis, a crisis happens, the Fed pivots, you know, um, but but within our own little ecosphere, you know, we have our own black and white swan events, yeah, so, you know, we, we, we can have an exchange hack element docs back in the day where, yeah. you know, they, they can tank the market. You know, we can have, you know, stablecoin implosions and so on. So, you know, we, and, and we can have, which I think is more likely, we, we can see the decoupling occur on the basis of some serious sovereign debt problems when capital flight becomes an issue. Yeah. <coughs> or what I, what I think will ultimately happen, which is commodity pricing in Bitcoin. So I think we will begin to see, in the next couple of years, I'm pretty sure we'll begin to see um, some global commodities traded in Bitcoin because what happened with the seizure of Russian sovereign, um, sovereign assets de facto makes other countries look at the dollar it suspiciously, because again, okay, well, if you can just seize Russia's money, right? Yeah, who who else's money can you seize? Makes so sense. I, I do think that, and again, you know, there, no, am I expecting that this year or next year? But but I think the decoupling that everybody keeps talking about because they're looking at our candles on SPX, and I just <laughs> you know, look at it over ten years, and and there's no decoupling. <laughs> I, I, I do I do think that we will see a decoupling, but it'll be driven more by, you know, not something like El Salvador holding something or or making it legal tender, but a lot more to do with a commodity getting priced in Bitcoin, due to the fact that the advantages that Bitcoin gave to people on Silk Road, it also gives the governments in this trustless medium of exchange for commodities. Absolutely. But, uh, so I, I have not. I have nothing to. I've no. I, I've again not financial advice. But I'm more bearish now than I was last time, and I'm pretty fucking bearish.
0: Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds sounds extreme actually sounds uh, like dude, really once way. the price
2: ticks here's the thing once the price ticks you can make money so yeah no like no you know the, the other thing i would say to people just again being around here a long time is that i like, fucking pray for a crash because if you can buy somewhere near the bottom of a market
0: well yeah yeah well, that's yeah. the stuff. point like, that's what, not the point like, i was going to make earlier want, you
2: know? exactly
0: that's the point i was going to make earlier yeah. it's like look if your powder is dry then yeah. this is this is life changing opportunity to bring it the
2: fuck on. Yeah. Yeah, And
0: (laughs) and whether it takes six months, three months or a year, you know, and three months
2: be ready because this is the, this is that time. This is the time when the biggest wealth is made. If you can be long somewhere near the bottom, you can make generational wealth with very little. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, and and I know everybody, you know, fear and greed and all of this stuff. And we all want to print a billion dollars tomorrow, but, but, Yeah, in many ways the bear market, the 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 end of the bear market is going to give you the opportunity to really, if you're not financially independent, to really make yourself financially independent. So, you know, bad news is good news here. Yeah. Right.
1: Hey um, Sean. Wait wait for the bottom. Not FFA, NFA, of course, but um, where did you your last leg down? Where was that running into like the twelve to fifteen range?
2: Well, I'm, I'm hoping.
1: I'm hoping 13. Let me
2: explain the number
1: why Please. I have these
2: numbers. Okay. okay? So um, again, if you you see my yellow line here, yeah. So yeah, these are monthly candles. So the actual top from a monthly perspective in 2017 was 138. We did a perfect test in this run up to the dollar in mm. the 2019 pump. So the next level of actual support is 138. I'm hoping it holds. But the way, the way I will trade this, I'm short from up here and a bit here and so on and so on. The way I will trade this is I will wait for to see the reaction at this next level of support. And if it looks like it's going to hold, I'll begin scaling out of my shorts. So, I, I, you know, I'm not, you know, in, in terms of my longer term positions, I'm not rushing anything here at the moment. Um, but if it's so, if we lose that it can get very bleak, yeah. yeah. But 13.8 is the next support. It is his, it's actually the strongest, it's the most important number in Bitcoin because it's defined both the top, um, two tops, perfect retest. So to retest this, does it hold? I don't know, but I will certainly be interested. I'm pretty confident we get there again, not financial advice, but we can no. go. Here and go but I will be shocked if we don't test that at some point. very interesting
0: compelling case man compelling case thank Uh, you before we wrap up real quick niblet said if btc is an asset and dollar is real liquidity given enough fear value should flee assets seeking refuge into dollars
2: that's exactly what's happening that's why the dxy is pumping yep Mm -hmm.
0: shizzy says can the american government go a year without spending i can't (laughs) see the dollars staying this high or higher while they are printing
1: no
2: Uh,
1: no (laughs) Yeah, then, once they start printing dilution, it goes down.
0: Niblets asks, "Does the same TA logic apply to 2018 to 2020?"
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, they do. To count on this is uh, the again, people have different ways of looking at TA, but 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 the it's a coherent count back to the start of Bitcoin's price. Uh, and again, I, I get the people kind of look at TA and go like, and I laugh about it all the time. I, I'm just drawing silly lines in the chart, yeah. Um, but I would suggest that Bitcoin is probably the purest technical trading asset in the world, in that it's far more compliant to technical analysis than just about everything else. Simply because there's no CEO who's going to be done for sexual harassment in the office. You know, there's 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 no real there's, there's no, no real shocks. Yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. It is literally a technical.
1: We, yeah, because, because asset. it's not trading on events and like equities it's like oh they missed their number oh they didn't get that cash flow there's all these subjective things but bitcoin's just pure number pure math and so i would think it behaves in ways to me that are like not event specific um, as everything else and that's what i think that's why i think the ta that you do is so brilliant or you know so informative
2: She's- again, like, you, know, you know, it's all balanced. Around. Can I just say to Shizzy as well, I hope that includes your Ethereum stack, dude. <laughs>
0: Shizzy said,
2: at $13,800, i am selling everything.
0: I'm selling my house, my car, chairs, shoes, shower brush, all in on BTC, family, children, parents, <laughs> dope. Yeah, again, but- again
2: what, what, it, I think that if it holds that range, you'll have a couple of months to make that decision. Yeah. I think I think if cool. we because we'll hang around yeah. there. Yeah, if it breaks, you you might want to act fast. But but if it holds that range, I wouldn't be rushing into it. You know, it's, and, it, it's and, not like like this is this is how Bitcoin normally bottoms. Yeah, this this is anomalous. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And 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 at the end of the day, if you get in at thirteen eight, you get it at twelve. You get in at fifteen. You get it at sixteen there's upside beyond that we're not
2: talking here about, yeah well I'm, i about. mean you you could technically your next level is six got it got it now, again again look i'm not not doing I'm, I'm the biggest fucking bull on bitcoin there is yeah uh, yeah i'm, I'm a I'm, I'm a fundamental believer but what you should be looking for here is not to rush yeah. yeah because trust me if you're rushing based on based on a little movement down here which okay down here it's 20 30 percent movement it feels like a lot but like relative to up here it's fucking nothing so yeah you're better buying a confirmed bottom on the way up than knife catching
0: yeah absolutely mm-hmm. trying That's to figure out point. where the bottom is absolutely yeah sean this was fucking fantastic man
2: cheers dude Just- Just
0: love having you on. I want to talk some more DeFi, Bitcoin stuff with you uh, on and offline. Um, Really, really appreciate you taking time to do this. Educate us and have a a healthy discussion about uh, what's possible with Bitcoin, Lightning, um, Liquid Network, and sidechains, as well as um, where you see the markets. Really, really appreciate that. Thank Thank you. you.
2: Can I just say, I still think the best show you guys have ever done where you and Joe were discussing (laughs) Can you, can you just give us one of those at least once?
0: I tried to pick a fight with him the other, well, we got off. We got off the (laughs) the air. We got off the fucking air the other day. We got off the air. We got off the show the other day and I'm like, dude, I had set him up. I don't even remember what I was doing. I was trying to pick a fight with him and I couldn't. And he was that day. He was like in charitable mode, I guess, and decided he wasn't going to be mean to Brad. And so he backed off
1: of it. I was like,
0: ah, dude, I was trying to pick a fight.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that. Of course, you know, I mean, if that's what people want, we can do more of it. It's just a matter of <laughs> – I mean, I just sort of, you know, after the show, I'm going, did I call him a pussy? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure it's worse, but not gets- – Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, we're going to have to get people on to piss us both off, and then we'll see Yeah.
1: That's- so, But, yeah, it's all good spirit. It's fun. Um, I know it's entertaining, too. So, uh, that's good. But we do we do tend to kind of coalesce similar opinion-wise, but sometimes we go opposite. But, you know, it's all in defining the bar. You know, where are we on that, like, zero-sum scale that's not zero-sum? And so we're always trying to explore and find it and yeah. push and provoke. And, you know, so it gets a little – it can get a little bit maybe personal sometimes, but it's really not.
2: Yeah. Um, Look, it, it, it's it's a space that – that the wonderful and nasty thing about it is people engage their emotions. That's both wonderful yeah. and it causes friction. Yeah, That's right. And, yeah. And from now on, I'm putting the link up here in my my thing for your show is the footology session. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
1: So,
0: thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate your time. I know you, you have easy, much guys. more have thanks. Yeah,
1: thanks. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate it, man. You, tell buddy. Norm,
0: tell Norm we said
1: hello
2: at the pub. Hey. We'll do, we'll do a show from there one day. Oh, yeah. let's do it. That would be great. Yeah, what are That'd what are awesome.
1: clips crypto tips from the pub? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, all in doge, all in <laughs> yeah, doge. There
0: exactly. you go. Perfect. Thanks buddy. Appreciate Bye, it. Bye buddy. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See you later, man. Cheers.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, that was a blast.
1: That's good, man. Woo!
0: Dude, 140. We went an hour and 40 today. That was awesome. I know, man. It's like I
1: awesome. I had to go get a battery pack to charge my device up halfway through. Oh, nice. Fucking We're-
0: Sean is just I just love talking to that guy. He's just so smart, so together. Um, has his arguments you know, defined yeah. and backed and hardcore. And look, some of his arguments I don't agree with, but um, it's dis- difficult to discount what he says about anything because there is thoughtful there's been a thoughtful, pro- logical process behind what his opinions are, right? And so, um, look, at the end of the day, I truly believe that 99.9% of the people building Ethereum want purely decentralized ethereum or as close as you can get to it do i think they'll get there do i think something will sell out do i think regulators could harm it absolutely but i still believe that about ethereum and a couple of other chains in the space right um and but it's difficult to argue with him um about his points of view about things and i loved this idea that you know there are some real fundamental things that have existed in the bitcoin world on centralized exchanges that can be translated to uh decentralized uh, at some point and you know i i, I want to see it i would love to see it and if we can make it programmable and trustless
1: phew, let's go for it you know yeah no i think it's hard because i think you know with the way bitcoin is you know and in, in, in its specific niche place whatever what it offers is really unique from almost everything else. Um, but it's also, um, less than what a lot of other else different in a different way, in a different
0: way. And
1: so I think the market has room for all of these plays that are realistic. And what I like about Sean's, um, perspective is that, you know, there's a lot of thoughtful reasoning and thorough reasoning and a lot of multiple streams of data. Like I always talk about, I'm sure this guy's Talking to fifty people too, yep. forming his opinions, and then that's what influences his technical charting uh, skills too. Because you know, like we said with Bitcoin, it's you know it doesn't behave the same way to like interest rates and cash flow and you know events that happen that that change the value of a thing. You know, like yep. a GE, let's say. Um, so it's just kind of a pure math. You know, it's almost like a pure thing. Every, but it doesn't do certain things. And the other things that are as pure do those things. So there's yep. a balance there. There's a portfolio hedge across these different types of products. But I don't, I think that the majority in the ETH space or, um, you mean, know, I don't really do anything on Solana, but let's say Avalanche or Polygon or Phantom. I think they all share the same goals yes, um, philosophically, but they're going at it different ways. and And of course they are vulnerable to, You know certain centralized components and certain scamming things that maybe bitcoin's not as vulnerable to you know like say the smart contract risk um but you know that's just the nature of the beast you can't like fault it for it um you just have to try to work through it yeah um but yeah amazing guy love talking to that guy i mean you know him better than i but he's just super cool
0: Shizzy says, Sean's the man, but hearing 10,000 reminds me of hearing 100,000 last year. So he's skeptical of getting to 10K because uh, everyone talked about how we were going to hit 100K last year. Uh, so getting yeah. The 10K look.
1: on ETH or 10K down on BTC?
0: Oh, I thought he meant down on BTC, but maybe he means ETH. That's a good point. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Shizzy, what'd you mean? Tell us quick. I got to go.
1: BTC down to 10K or ETH up? okay um yep. we'll get tomorrow
0: thank you sean thank you for your time man um thank you for your thoughts and your brain power it is appreciated i always want to hear uh differing and similar opinions he said btc Got it. uh he said and uh veronica hey veronica thanks for joining <laughs> hey. us she said uh yeah it's great to see her uh she said that uh vital part of the material indicators community um said that, um, except that 100,000 had no TA behind it. Yeah. That was just people speculating. So, um, I look, I I, 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 certainly can, can see the skepticism there, but, um, you know, he, he makes a compelling, compelling fucking argument. Really. But compelling. you know,
1: his remember his first range was, I think like around 14, 13, nine or something. And yeah. then 10, if it then legs down, Well he
0: said down six is the, is the next break. So, you know, that gets really
1: ugly. So we'll see mm. what happens. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, that's right. Well, we'll see what happens.
0: Shizzy, Veronica, Niblets, uh, James, and uh, Eamon, thank you so much for your time today. Sean, thank you for your time and, and, and efforts. We appreciate and we love all of you for participating and joining us. Please uh, hit up our um, uh, our Reddit at r slash uh, mission Uh, give us your thoughts. What do you think about what Sean said? Do you agree? Do you disagree with what he's talking about? You can also put your comments in the YouTube channel, wherever you like Twitter, doesn't matter, but we're trying to get everybody engaged, uh, centralized to Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so please join us over there. We have lots of different discussions going on and, uh, we hope to see you guys uh, back tomorrow. Um, please, uh, like and subscribe and uh, click the little bell on YouTube so you get notified of new episodes. And please, if you get a minute, uh, if you're listening on the podcast, which we know most of you are tomorrow or this evening, please definitely uh, rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Joe, have a great day. I got to run.
1: You too, buddy. And thanks, everyone. Had a Thanks, everybody. Time. And thanks, Sean. Always All right. enjoy your information. Absolutely.
0: Bye, Absolutely. Absolutely.